National Geographic presents. What I'm asking you to do is dangerous. You need to take your time to think it through. No, I don't. What do I do? We can't save everyone. But if I don't try, I don't think I'll be able to live with myself. What are we supposed to do? Some stood by. Anything. You have to. She stood up. There has to be a line. Belle Pauli is meet geese. There has to be me for this to work. A Small Light limited series premieres tonight at 9. Stream on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Welcome to To the Foothills, a Colorado lifestyle and real estate podcast featuring mountain home real estate broker Robert Martin, who has over 25 years of experience assisting clients reach their goals and move forward. Tune in each week for a dynamic conversation with experts, Colorado adventurers, and residents that explores the ins, outs, and specific nuances of buying the perfect mountain home or selling your dream home in Evergreen, Conifer, Bailey, and surrounding areas to catch a glimpse into the Colorado lifestyle that's a part of you. Welcome to the podcast. Our guest today is Todd Pruitt with Cherry Creek Mortgage. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Robert. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. It's great to see you and great to have you on today. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, I, uh, I live in Denver currently. I was born in 1969 in Henderson, Kentucky. Um, my parents packed my sister and I up in 1978 and moved to Evergreen, Colorado. So I went to Wilmot, uh, Evergreen Middle School, graduated from Evergreen High School in 87. I have an amazing wife, Ali. We've been married s- since 95, so I guess pushing 27 years here. Awesome. Got two great kids. Um, uh, I guess they're not kids, really. They're, my daughter's 25, graduated from college and you know has her big girl job and kind of- Young adults, young adults. Yes. 21 and still in college. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What um, what was it like, Todd? You mentioned uh, growing up in Evergreen. What was that like? It was great. I mean, the more I look back on it, it shows that he was even better than what I realized growing up in Evergreen. Obviously, Evergreen has changed a ton since the late 70s, obviously, and you know, still is. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was interesting just because, you know, it's different than being in Denver where, you know, we're all close in the same town, but we're, we're really kind of spread out. So, you know, but it's, it was great. You probably got to spend more time with friends in chunks than just walking down the street and then coming back for lunch or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, for a whole weekend, you might be at somebody's house, you know? So it was great. It was great. And Denver's close enough that when people started driving, you know, you know, you could get down the hill, but uh, yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, obviously you don't really realize how beautiful the views are when you're a kid growing up there, but um, pretty special place to grow up for sure. Yeah, you don't realize that because it is what it is. You have nothing else to compare it to. Right. Um, but I hear it a lot, Todd, from people that live up here in the, the Foothill community. It's just so uh, so beautiful. There's a lot of serenity. And just to live amongst it is helps, helps her peace of mind on a daily basis. So at least now you have something to compare it to. And uh, what a wonderful place to, to start, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, you have an interesting uh, story as your parents were in the mortgage business. Is that why you started in the mortgage industry? And, and how long have you been a mortgage broker? Well, yeah, probably obviously that was a piece of it. Um, it was 1990, late 1990. Um, 
when my dad said, uh, what are you going to do with that finance degree? Because I was actually <laughs> living at home at that time mm-hmm. and going to school at Metro State downtown. And so I kind of said, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm bartending at night, going to school. I didn't really know. Um, so he said, why don't you, uh, we're pretty busy. Why don't you uh, um, start hanging out with us and maybe learn the business? You can help us. Um, obviously, with the technology wasn't there back then. So, you know, he kind of used me as a runner a little bit too. But uh, it, it was, it was kind of fun to learn the industry, you know, sit with him with clients, while I was on the phone with clients. And, you know, I really went from thinking, I, I was always really good with numbers. Um, I loved houses, architecture. So actually, when I went to college, I thought I was going to be an architect. Uh, but I kind of figured that I liked people more as well. So um, it kind of fit into what I was changing because I went from an architect my freshman year to just, all right, I'm just going to do finance. So that's kind of what it does, I did. So it was just, uh, it was um, the numbers, the people always leads to a house, the American dream. It was just kind of cool. So I kind of did that for a year and a half. And um, when I graduated from college in 1992, I started with Cherry Creek Mortgage April 1st. I actually graduated like three weeks after I went to work for Cherry Creek Mortgage. Wow. That's about when I moved to, to the area, 1992, or actually 94 uh, is when we moved to the area. And that's when I started selling real estate. So I remember us uh, kind of starting at the same time yeah. and, so you, and uh, getting, getting yeah, to know each got, other. And, you got 28 years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's isn't awesome. It? Yeah, that's really. awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, I, some of the uh, some of the transactions we did back in the day, and it was always a pleasure to work with you. And so, Todd, if we're moving forward, I know the things are changing quite a bit uh, as the market's not static. But to back up a bit, what are the best steps and ways uh, to apply for a mortgage in general? And then we can get more into what's going on currently in the market. Yeah, I always think this: the real estate cycle is, you know, there's some maybe concern or anxiety along with the financing and everything else. But, you know, truly it's a fun process. And it's again, leading, like I mentioned to, to the American dream of home ownership, you know, if it's your first home or your, your 10th. And I really think it's important to just like finding a realtor, you know, finding some kind of referral for a lender, you know, if it's one, if it's three and talk to all of them, you know, it's really somebody you're going to spend some time with somebody you're really going to want to trust and listen to and absorb everything, you know, they're going to be your advisor. Um, You know, I really see myself as a, you know, everybody has their, their asset manager. I really see myself as a debt manager, especially being at this long, you really think that through different times, you know, you're taking that first mortgage to the second one, you know, and you're managing their debt along the way. So it's really some, you know, rates are always important, costs are important, but it really is important to feel comfortable with that lender you're choosing Um, because you're going to spend a lot of time with them and you really need to lean on them for for advice in in your situation for your, you know, your short and long-term goals. It is important, Todd. And it's, you know, someone with uh, your years, your tenure in the in the business, you know, it's not all about rate. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. And uh, someone that can kind of see the picture from 35,000 feet you know, gives a really good perspective on uh, what might be the best uh, avenue or option for someone when it go- comes to applying for a mortgage. And what are some of those, um, some unique programs available for financing a home that home buyers may not be aware of uh, currently? 
I would probably say that there's still, you know, it's been a while, but, you know, since the, the meltdown um, in eight, nine, 10, 11, you know, those, you know, a lot of programs went away because there was a lot, you know, there was too many programs that weren't good programs, weren't, didn't have the ability to repay piece attached to it. So it got pretty generic for a while. So there's definitely programs coming back, but really they do all have an ability to repay piece that they didn't there for a while. So, you know, programs that are out there now, I mean, obviously we've seen, you know, a pretty healthy increase in rates uh, this first five, five and a half months of the year, but there, you know, there's lots of uh, ways like, you know, two, one buy downs are coming back. Arms are starting to have a little more appetite to help, you know, keep those payments in that, in that comfort level or keep you in that range, that sales price range where you're going. But even the two, one buy downs and the arms, you know, that they're set up these days to where they're almost all principal and interest payments. They're not going to get you in trouble. Like some of those early 2000 programs were not designed to do, but that was really the outcome. Where you know you you could really qualify and be comfortable the first two years, but then you get in a situation where where you're not anymore. So those programs are are gone and not here anymore. So it's really going to help the stability and and strength of our real estate market too. And in those ways, Todd, as far as what's going on currently and our economic climate, those programs available. Um, is there anything else that um, you know? I see some brokers offering uh, like a five thousand dollar. Uh, credit towards buying down interest rates uh, to help uh, alleviate uh, maybe some pressure with with people that are close to qualifying that sort of thing. Yeah. Anything else that you're seeing out there? Those are good things. You know, the lender paid to help. You're always looking at rate compared to costs, right? And we're also seeing, you know, with a little bit of the softening in the last you know month or two, you know, we're also seeing some some seller paid you know, where price minus whatever they're asking, we're starting to see some of that, which we really have not seen in the last couple of years, but it's making some sense. And uh, we do believe that, you know, this is temporary. We're not sure how long this is going to last. I think we're a little elevated. We might be a little higher interest rate wise, but we're going to come back. You know, we we'll probably will not be back in the in the twos and low threes like we were in 19 and or I mean, in 20 and 21. But you know who knows what the new bottom or you know low will be. Um, but it'll be lower than this. It will be lower than this. So you know there's other programs too. I mean, like a lot of people think that you know still from back then that you have to have a 20% down payment. You really don't. I mean, there's a lot of uh, down payment assistance programs in Colorado. Um, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac allow a 3% down payment program. Um, FHA, the government loan is still around with a three and a half percent down payment. So a lot of loans that can help in in cash to close or initial investment into that home. So when you pull out your crystal ball, of course, I won't hold you to it, but um, what do you foresee? What's the next 12 to 24 months look like? It sounds as if you feel rates will possibly maybe another adjustment or two and then maybe trickle down or I guess we'll have to see kind of how things go. Yeah, I think we might not have seen the top yet. Um, you know, we have had a nice uh, little run here the last week or so that has brought rates down a little bit. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, the the R word, the recession word, is flying around. Some people think we're in it. Some people, uh, some of the Fed members are still saying, "No, we're not." You know, and they don't even see it coming. Um, but that's pretty normal. 
Open your eyes. So, you know, no. Yeah, I think I think we could see another nice dip. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to be twos, low threes, but you know, if we settle, and I'm I'm totally guessing on you know four, four and a half, you know, maybe mm-hmm. as a new kind of norm. But I think we will see a dip in the next nine to twenty four months. Yeah, and we have to remember too, and not that um, a lot of people remember that, but there are certainly some that remember the '80s and. Uh, the rates back then, historically, rates are still very, very strong, but coming off of almost free money, not quite, of course, but, you know, to the high twos to low threes, I mean, that that's incredible as far as, uh, you know, getting money at, at that at that price. So, what is the biggest mistake, Todd, you see that people make uh, when applying for a mortgage? I'm going to go back to pick it, picking your right professionals around, picking the right realtor, picking the right lender, the ones you really trust and feel comfortable with. I mean, it's, it, it needs to almost be a relationship because like I said, you're, you're going to be spending a lot of uh, phone conversations and Zoom calls and in-persons or whatever with these professionals and lean on them, trust them. And you know, that's the biggest piece, not just you know, again, like you said, chasing the lowest rate you know, or an online lender, you know, I love um, just the point that, you know, especially being an evergreen, right? I mean, you're going to, you're going to run into somebody in the grocery store. You know, I, I do that. Sure. I, I live in Denver now, but my in-laws and um, I still got family in evergreen. So that community is smaller, but, but even in Denver, I run into people and it's, uh, that's really cool. Um, sometimes I've got to, uh, hopefully they understand that they're seeing my picture all the time and marketing and things like that. And I don't get to see their picture all the time. So I sometimes have to, you know, say, you know, excuse me, you have to remind me who, who you are kind of thing, but it's cool that then there's a relationship. So I think if you have that, um, that would be a number one mistake is don't just go with somebody for, you know, that there is no relationship with. And also, you know, don't get over in over your head. I mean, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, people moving to Evergreen. I mean, there, there's there's a lot to think about, you know, with Evergreen. Do you have the right vehicles? You know, insurance is going to be different. And insurance is just a whole nother piece talking about another uh, trusted advisor, if you will. I mean, you know, being, you know, most of Evergreen's volunteer fire departments. So, you know, most insurance companies see that as you know, high risk, they stick you in the highest category where, you know, those evergreen insurance agents, you know, they, they know the situation and, and they can, you know, get you into the best programs and so forth. So, you know, mountain buying is, is definitely different. You know, you got well and septics, you know, I mean, there's just all those things to think about. Yeah, that's a good point, Todd, from the beginning, um, you know, maybe interview, like you said, interview some folks and get a good sense for them. Uh, make sure that you're kind of in sync with them and, and the way they see, you know, the process. That's real important. Um, what are the advantages, Todd, to getting a mortgage instead of paying with cash? Well, that's always a fun topic. And uh, that's where the numbers come in. And then again, it's going to take more than just me. I'm going to show you what the loan options look like, you know, from your your cash investment to your monthly payment. And then you're going to get with your tax accountant or your financial planner to talk about the money you would not use, you know, the portion of the loan, for example, and what are you going to go do with that? What's that going to look like in your investment for retirement and so forth? So, or to go buy an investment property with that other cash or, you know, there's all kinds of options and it just comes down to, you know, the client's risk tolerance, comfort level, what their dreams are, what their goals are. And, you know, so it's just looking at all the options to see what best fits with their situation. 
And that's where someone like you has got a good amount of experience and tenure in the business. And you can see things differently, possibly, and have different perspectives and ideas for someone um, and what to do in the overall picture of things. Um, You mentioned earlier, Todd, and you certainly have a good feel for um, the foothill market. So if somebody came to you and said they were considering purchasing a home in the foothills, what advice would you give them as far as Um, due diligence and that sort of thing? Well, I'm going to start with some of the the differences between a city house and a mountain house. And, you know, we're going to talk about some of those uh, those differences, but then I'm going to also say, you know, lean on your realtor, talk to them about, you know, it's realtors, you know, that live in the mountains, I think are going to know the mountain market the best, you know, when it comes to the actual collateral, that piece of, that piece of property that they're actually buying, you know, and again, your insurance agent is going to explain the differences, you know, between policies, you know, for a mountain property versus a, a city property. So again, if you have friends that live up there or coworkers or whatever, I mean, there's usually some tie. It's not, I, I could say it's, it, maybe it is just Evergreen Lake and I want to be in Evergreen, you know, they go mm-hmm. up there in the summer or to skate in the winter and they fall in love with the town like my parents did a long time ago. But to talk to somebody, talk to a lot of people, you know, about living up there and the, the real um, you know, if you're going to be commuting to Denver, you know, people are going to talk about, you know, the, the 285 and the I-70, you know, commute into town and how that can uh, be a challenge at times, you know, during the winter months and so forth. I think it's just just talking to as many people as possible, not just having that picture of that house and that view and those pine trees and, you know, the elk and, you know, everything else in your yard and, you know, what flowers to grow that the elk don't like and, you know, all those kinds of things. Well, it's all important. You know, you want to get those deer resistant one and elk resistant ones. And, and also, you know, looking at a house, I say uh, to buyers at times that the best time to look at a home is in the throes of a snowstorm. You get to see the worst of the worst, see what the driveway's like. Uh, do you have southern exposure, wells and septics, fire mitigation? There, there is a lot of things that come into play. And uh, it's just, it's just different, like you said. And, and, you know, that's great advice to, to talk to people and get a sense for things. And there, there are so many beautiful, wonderful attributes to living here, but the due diligence is important too, because you want to make sure you put your best foot forward uh, before you actually, you know, start living here. So um, what are some of your favorite things, Todd, that you like to participate in outdoor in Colorado? Well, I skied a lot growing up since the kids are off to college. We have not skied as much the last few years, but I, I fly fish a lot. I mountain bike very little anymore. But uh, I play a lot of golf. Um, so it's probably golf and flat fishing are my two big outdoor activities. Great. A little bit of hiking. You know, it's, there's so many things to do outside. I mean, I will say my, my son is still playing college baseball, so I'm kind of following him around. But, yeah, just being outside in Colorado. So fly fishing and golf, I guess, are the two biggies for me. That's where you're at now in Florida, watching baseball. And I am. I yeah. am. That's awesome. And, you know, skiing again, Todd, is something you can take up later, you know, as far as when things slow down for you, you can ski during the week, beat the crowds, you know, have a great time. So absolutely. um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I kind of feel that same way about skiing, but um, is there anything else you'd like to share that I didn't ask you on the podcast today? Um, I'm going to go back to, you know, you obviously have your dreams of living in this beautiful mountain house or wherever you're buying, but, you know, enjoy the process of it. And again, the relationships you'll make, 
through that, you know, should continue because it's always going to be a piece of that financial pie. And real estate is just, it's so important for all of us. I mean, you know, we talk about or we hear about um, right times to buy, wrong times to buy. Real estate is always going up. I mean, you know, the 60 year average is like 4.6%, you know, appreciation in a year. And that's so if you're looking at a long term property, there's never a bad time to buy because it's going to be a great investment, especially when you compare it to, to rental, you know, and we're, you know, yes, we're seeing a lot of appreciation. I mean, you know, the 18% wherever the first quarter this year, I mean, that that's a little ridiculous and not sustainable at all. So these increasing rates are, uh, uh, I think, helping that um, um, just to slow it down a little bit, but it's not doom and gloom either. Like some of the media wants to make us think it's always a good buy. I mean, rental rates are, you know, 14% from up from last year and 1.1% May over April. I mean, they're they're still going up, and they're going to continue to go up as well. So, um, get in the market as soon as you can, and, and enjoy the home, enjoy home ownership, and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, I agree. Real estate over the long term is a great investment, and you know things are changing now. The market's not static, and uh, whatever time it is is the perfect time. I mean, you have to you step in and you make the best of your situation. Sometimes life doesn't give you a lot of choices. And uh, in the long term, you're going to be fine. So I appreciate your time. Thank you, Todd, for coming, oh. coming by today. And uh, I just wanted to, to uh, say if there's any, where can people go to find out more about you and learn more about you and what you do? Well, Cherokee Mortgage, you know, they've been around since 1987. I've been with them since 1992. Um, my website, Um, uh, Pretty simple there. Uh, it's technology these days. It's pretty simple. Um, it, it's good, but uh, the piece I don't like about it is, you know, I might not have as much face-to-face time with with my clients as as we used to, but uh, it's still great. So yeah, simple. Uh, the process really is simple and fun, and uh, like I said, enjoy it. Thank you very much, Todd. Really appreciate your time today. Enjoy the baseball. Thank, thank you, Robert. These are really cool. You've had some great ones on here, so I'll continue to listen to more. That's great. To the Foothills, a Colorado lifestyle and real estate podcast. On the podcast, I interview real estate experts, Colorado adventurers, and residents who enjoy the serenity and lifestyle of living in our mountain communities. Tune in each week for a conversation that explores the ins and outs of buying the perfect mountain home or selling your dream home and catch a glimpse into the Colorado lifestyle that's a part of you. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.